0: Hello, everyone. We want to welcome you back to the Empower and Equip podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Watson, Connect Pastor here at Moberly Baptist Church in Longview, Texas. And we are super excited because today we are going to be talking about discipleship in the home. And we've got some guests with us today. We have guests on Zoom from Little Rock, and we have uh, guests right here from uh, our church, Moberly, uh, a couple uh, and... uh, we want to introduce them. It's Chris and Emily Thornton. And uh, Chris, I'm going to let you kind of kick us off a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then anything that he misses, Emily, for sure you fill in the blanks. Okay.
1: Okay. All
2: right. We are Chris and Emily Thornton. We've been married for 18 years and um, we have three children. We have a 15 year old, 13 year old and a seven year old daughter. What's cool about our seven-year-old daughter is we had a chance to adopt her, and it was a great story. We don't have time for that story, but it's an awesome story. But um, we've um, been—discipleship's important for our family, and so I'm actually an optometrist. That's what brought me to Longview, and uh, I'll let Emily tell you what she does.
1: I work here at Moberly. I'm the Mother's Day Out director, so I get to— disciple not only my own kids but 90 preschool kids um from our community
0: you get to pour into them and through right. uh teachers and things like that as well and yeah. parents, parents as you sure. build build relationships with them well on uh as you can see on the screen we have uh danny hinton he is the executive director at downline little rock danny i'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell a little bit about you your family what you do and you you better jump in there and tell us what downline is. Cause, uh, you know, we're in, uh, Texas here and, uh, downline is very, very popular in, uh, Arkansas, Memphis area, several other places as well. But, uh, Danny, go ahead and take it away.
3: Yeah. I'm Danny Hinton, uh, have a beautiful wife, Rachel and four daughters, uh, 15 down to seven. And, um, Let's see, i run full-time, like you said, a ministry called Downline. My role is to oversee Downline in Arkansas. So we have branches in Little Rock, Conway, Fayetteville, and then a branch that's in Spanish that meets in Little Rock. And a service, kind of the expansion director for the entire ministry. So new cities and locations that are looking to bring Downline to their city, uh, meet with them for equipping and evaluation, things like that. And the nuts and bolts of it is we just do a nine-month discipleship training course to be shared by the city. So the idea of raising people's confidence in making the disciples around the Great Commission. Well, and I I have to say this
0: I am downline alumni from Little Rock when when our family lived in Little Rock, and uh, I graduated from the very first class, and I always have those bragging rights, <laughs> like <laughs> from from uh, Little Rock, and so uh, one of the one of the best ministries for really preparing me uh, to be a, a disciple maker, not only in the home but also in the community community, the church, and uh, and so anyway, so I'm very, very thankful. And I'm thankful, uh, Danny, Chris, and Emily, that you guys could join us. Well, we're going to kind of jump right in, and we're going to talk uh, uh, about discipleship in the home. As you know, 2023 has been the Homefront Initiative here at Moberly, and one of the things that we've been talking about, obviously, on the podcast, if you watched a previous episode, we've spent a lot of time into marriage because— uh, uh, really, the late summer and fall has really had that emphasis. But earlier in the year, we did have an emphasis on discipleship in the home. And I thought, man, let's come back to that. And I wanted to have you guys, the Thorntons, and then Danny, both uh, both of you guys that are actively doing this. And Danny obviously is actively training and equipping people to do this. So let's let's open this discussion up for everyone and let's talk about. Uh, first of all, the challenging role of a parent and the huge responsibility we have as uh, really just parenting and raising our kids. So Danny, I'm gonna let you kick it off there. And then we're gonna come back to the studio.
3: Yeah. So for me, I I love that question because it's kind of this uh, two sides of, of a coin. So on the one hand, you know, you have this really, um, deep and powerful calling in the Scriptures. I'm thinking of Deuteronomy 6 and Ephesians chapter 6, which are more or less parallel passages, but where we really get this focus on bringing up children in the training and instruction of the Lord. And so if you think of just that by itself, uh, you can feel the weight of that. Um, in our culture, that's typically an 18-year. Of course, it doesn't stop at 18, but that's our primary focus, um, to build up, raise up children in the training and instruction of the Lord, that's it's pretty daunting, and no surprise. The other side of that coin is, if you ask most parents, you know, on a given morning when they wake up, you know, how do you think you're doing in that? <laughs> most yeah. of us are feeling initially a sense of guilt, sense of a sense of being overwhelmed, the things that we're not doing, um, and and sort of uh, piling on in a sense, um, you know, just the maybe even an extra weight <laughs> um, to it, and what that feels like to raise kids in a way that honors God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris and Emily, will come to you. When, when I throw that question out there, what's something that really y'all, y'all think about?
2: Well, for me, is, if you think of children, everything, if you think of everything belongs to God anyway. He gives us and everything's a gift. And sometimes we want to re-gift those days, you know, <laughs> so, but we can't do that. But if you think of that as, as children are a gift from God, he's given to us to be to steward them. Right. When you have that mindset that I want to steward God's children the way I'm supposed to, then how do I, how do, I do that? And just like Danny said, we have to go to Deuteronomy, go to the Word and, and just follow His Word because He gives us a guide to how to do that If we're as long as we're obedient to that guide.
0: Right, right.
1: Something that sticks out to me is since we, we have two boys and a girl, that really doesn't matter, but their age difference, just their personality difference mm-hmm. and how we have to gear discipleship so differently to each kiddo. Um, I think that's what makes it so hard. It's not just a cut and dry. Yes. We look at God's word and that's the foundation, but then for each child, it's just a little bit different in how they accept it and how they, um, receive it and how they learn.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. That's great. So I want to, I want to throw this, this question out because, uh, You know, I remember when this happened for me. uh, And I think uh, you don't automatically know this uh, really right out of the gate. But when did the light come on that you go, wow, wait a minute, I'm responsible for discipling these kids? Uh, that I am the main discipler. That I can't just drop them off at church and expect the church to raise my kids. So uh, let's kind of start here. How did that happen for y'all? And 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 how recent was it that you're like, you know what, we we better step up our game because I understand now a little bit more that we we better do a better job of this.
2: Well, when I was, we had our first son at about. I think I forgot the exact timeline. It was within a year after having our oldest. I was invited to a a study here um, for just men. It was by Robert Lewis. And it was going through the the man's, I forget the name of the study, but it was incredible because it was talking about what kind of legacy are you going to leave in your children? And so I was like, the legacy I want to leave is Christ. So how am I going to do that? So that's when I started realizing it's important to start discipling my kids.
0: Yeah. And so he brought that a little bit home. Yeah. And you said, all right, or what? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's get into it. You know, it's funny that you bring up the name Robert Lewis. Isn't that right, Danny? Uh, because yeah, Danny uh, Danny is uh, really close friends. I'm friends with Robert Lewis he lives in Little Rock uh-huh. and uh, he's a big part and he's been a big part of, of downline Little Rock uh, since its inception there but uh, Danny I'm gonna let you take this this question too about when did you and your wife Rachel decide hey wait a minute we gotta we gotta do this and obviously you were discipled prior to Uh, to having kids, and it might have been, oh, we know what we need to do, but when did that, when did you start really taking on that weight and start thinking, wow, I've got
3: to step it up? Yeah, I think I think our daughter, our oldest daughter, now 15, I think was about two or three at the time, and I was a youth pastor, and I remember getting up on Senior Sunday. I don't know if your churches do this, you know, you recognize all your seniors. It's the one time a year, you know, that the youth pastor gets to preach. <laughs> and so I was up there preaching, and I remember um, uh, giving some kind of commission, some kind of encouragement to the parents that they weren't just finishing high school, but we were sending out missionaries. I remember saying that and, and sort of uh, almost in a braggy way, like, you know, uh, look look at the quality of these students that we've produced, and now we're launching them as missionaries. I, I'll never forget it. I sat down in my seat after uh, coming down from the pulpit, and it just had the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I was asking the question, what kind of missionaries did you just send? Yeah. And for me, it was like a reflective moment on like, hmm, what's the end game with our parenting, with our children's ministries, with our youth ministry, that sort of thing. And I was a bit embarrassed because I thought, I've really never heard these students teach anything, mm-hmm. uh, most of them, or share the gospel. Um, but I was kind of calling the missionaries. So, What type of missionaries do you send out that, that don't um, share the gospel or don't, don't teach others the word of God, you know, this yeah. sort of thing? And so with a, as a parent of a two-year-old, that was probably my first practical moment where I was like, oh, like if, if the end game is that they're able to actually be missionaries, you'd have to rewind the clock and start being intentional, you know, when they're really, really young and start building toward that end.
1: That's what I was going to mention is just, we think, you know, they're so little, they're not watching. They're not, what do they, what did they see? But when our son was about two or three, yeah. um, he pulled out his Bible in a little journal and started just scribbling and that spoke to me so much. He is watching, he's imitating as annoyed as I get when he comes and bothers me in my quiet time, yeah, he's imitating that and yeah. how important that is. And we just, they're kids. We can't um, just shoo them away because they need to see us doing that in the right. home.
0: Right. Well, uh, I think that, uh, that, um, really, makes you think, you know, I I remember when my kids were little and everyone kept telling me, you know, when you're going through those tough years, the twos and the threes, you know what I mean? Uh, And everybody kept saying, you know, it goes so fast. You look up and all that. And I'm like, they're two and three. It doesn't feel like it's going going fast fast right now. (laughs) Nope. But then you start putting time to it and days to it. And then you realize, wow. There, I don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. And, um, and you're going to be sharing that time with schools. You're going to be sharing that time with friends, with mm-hmm. other family, with other events, and, and all that, and sleep. You know, you want your kid to rest. And so your time starts getting that hourglass sand starts getting, you know, it smaller and smaller in, in, in proportion. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it's, 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 it's a real, important thing to realize Um, it doesn't matter how little they are or even in the womb singing songs to them in the womb or whatever it may be you can start immediately so let's talk a little bit about maybe any kind of misconceptions maybe some learning curves that you've had along the way so Chris, Emily why don't y'all take that and then we'll go to Danny
2: well Misconceptions is, it's going to be perfect every time you try to do something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or
1: they're going to grasp They're going to grasp
2: it. <laughs> it and, oh, they're not, yeah. and they're going to be, oh, great. Let's keep learning about this stuff. This is awesome. And so... Giving like,
0: you some wholehearted, amens. Amen. Yeah, it's gotcha.
1: family devotion night. Yes.
2: They're going to be all for it. And it's going to be easy. Um, but there's a one time that they all get it and they all love it. and they, And that's the time you're like okay, maybe not, they're not all perfect, but this one time has been great and they've learned a lot from this. And yeah. so, and so I think that's the thing is the misconceptions is sometimes you're going to have one kid that has a horrible attitude about it and yeah. other kids, and it might distract the other kids, but, but they, even though it's, they feel like it's a distraction, it's still getting through and yeah. you still have to do it because you want to get into, I mean, just if one of them gets, gets it and understands it, it's worth it. Yeah. So I think that's why it's, you can't, you can't stop even though you feel like you're outnumbered or you feel like you're distracted or you feel like you're not doing the job you're supposed to be doing. You have to keep going.
0: Right. And one, and one thing that I, I found that it doesn't have to be super long. No. It, it can be super, super easy, super simple. You know, you're not sitting down and, okay, let's have a lecture on. No. I mean, let's make it fun and let's make it happen. Emily, everything you want to add to that? Okay. Danny, we're going to go to you. What what about uh, learning curves, misconceptions?
3: I, I think there are a lot, honestly, because you kind of learn as you go. And one of the things I would encourage everybody who's listening to this, too, is one of the reasons why we have the learning curves and misconceptions is um, some of the older parents, uh, we could really use them, you know, telling us, hey, what they learned along the way. But a lot of times with the young, parenting young kids, it just seems like it's not talked about very much. So we've kind of left out to dry, you know, <laughs> good luck yeah. figured out. Yeah. Um, but a couple that come to my mind is one, I probably Thought initially that it should be super formal, you know, that it should be like a set time, exact same time every night, exact, you know, uh, this set of time for for singing, this set of time for reading the Bible, um, this much we're going to accomplish every night, and of course, especially as we had more and more kids, we realized that there's just no way if we're going to we're going to be really fight for that rigidity, it's actually just going to frustrate everybody. Yeah, and so we kind of um, recognize that it can be. It still needs to be systematized in the sense that it's intentional. Mm. But within that, uh, there's just, you know, we, we have old, a picture that we, put, that we uh, have hung up that's just a funny reminder. But it's like us doing a family to devotion. It's like, you know, half naked kids running around, uh, <laughs> you know, crawling on my back. And I've got the guitar and I'm trying to sing a song, you know. And it's like, that's probably a real picture of family discipleship uh, on a given night for us. Um, the other thing is I probably early on thought that I could somehow just be the teacher of the kids and not have to bear my own heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and as your kids get older and you start to realize, you know, they can they can see everything. Yeah. And so if you're going to going to try your best to try to portray this perfect image of a perfect follower of Christ or something which doesn't exist. It's going to frustrate them. It's going to harm them, actually. And so. At some point along the way, I would say early on, um, you you have to be authentic. You have to show them that you're a sinner, right. that you fall. that mm-hmm. that that dad, you know, one of the things for me is they need to know that although dad's the spiritual leader of the home, that dad bows to a higher leader. That dad dad bows to the to the king. That's that's far more powerful than than him and um, and who loves them. Uh, God loves them more than even their dad does. Well, that's a, that's
0: a great, great point. I want to kind of really keep this because I, I want to cover a couple other things before we run out of our, our, our time. Uh, what are some practical things? We've talked a little bit about this already uh, as y- y'all have answered some of the questions, but what are some of the practical things that you've done that really you have just seen success in?
2: We've done some, because it's also a misconception is just because there are different ages and different levels of their spirituality, that they we all can't get it. We all can't do something together, yeah. and so we've done silly skits where we've embarrassed our 15 year old or 14 year old. <laughs> yeah, we've done experiments <laughs> and certain things like that. Um, but the main thing we've done that's practical is, like Danny was saying, we're we're trying we're trying to get it that we can do something weekly. And also, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes there's something going on, a basketball game or something like that. And we can't do it this week. But we we let them know that we're going to do this again next week. And and so Emily's bought some devotionals online and stuff like that before, too, we've done.
1: Yeah. I think having a visual or um, when the kids were much younger, we, we just went to Lowe's and we bought a rock. And we just You bought
0: a rock. We
1: bought a rock. Okay, okay. (laughs) I got a rock, right? (laughs) Um we so when we told the kids, Hey, it's time for family worship, go get the rock. And it was just, we kind of oops set it down um, as a family. And we knew it was just kind of rep- a representation of Christ is our rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that was our time to do that, to have our family worship. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's worked for me as the kids have gotten older is to really um, share with them what I've been learning in my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And even just this morning, I was reading in Jeremiah and it, um, it was talking about the Palestinians and Gaza. It was very interesting. And I sent it to our oldest son because he and I have been having lots of conversations about the Middle East and stuff. And and I said, isn't this so cool? Like this has been something that's going on from the beginning of time. And he said, wow, thanks for sharing. It really shows me that there is a God. And if I would have just kept that to myself, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was such a, a neat experience where wow. he was able to see that I'm in the Word and that I'm going to share that with him, and then um, yeah. it was just a neat thing.
2: One yeah. of the things we've also we started out first do when they started school is we'd gather as a family and pray before we went to school. Yeah. And before we went to our day, it's just like we want to get God our day, and one things we always bear, uh, we always pray for is let us bear Your fruit today. It was like, because there's all sorts of fruit we can bear each day, right? So we want to bear the fruit of God. And recently we've got them all involved in praying before we leave the house. Not just me, not just Emily. That way they can start getting understanding like, hey, I can't make disciples unless I'm talking to the Lord myself and learning how to do that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's good because, you know, we do this, uh, my oldest daughter's off at college, uh, at Washita and my youngest is with us. And we'll, and I always love asking the question, Hey, what do we need to pray for today? Yeah, And just hearing Allison's responses to that and just realizing that she's paying attention and she knows what's going on. Danny, uh, Real quick, what, what are some things that, uh, practical things that you've done that you've seen success?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually sort of convicted of sitting here. Cause I, I think we've kind of gotten away from this as the kids have gotten a little bit older, but we used to say, let's not overcomplicate it. Let's make sure we read, sing, and pray. Mm. Yeah. And if you do those things, you know, most nights, that's that kind of foundation. Let's not miss those. So read, sing and pray. And I think the other practical I'd say is as they've gotten a little bit older, um, is let's I would say encourage our kids to produce something. So in other words, don't just be a consumer. Mm. Uh, I think that's what we see a lot of young people is just they they come to something and they're just going to receive more information, more more entertainment, or whatever. But I'm um, starting to serve together as a family and give them jobs and allow them to participate. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, I'm going to come right back to you, Danny, on this one. What are some tools? That you have used that have been very helpful along the way. We've already heard the rock mm. here in the studio. <laughs> we went to Lowe's and purchased a rock. Uh, I don't know but, how helpful it was. Yes, but. <laughs> but what are what are some some tools, some things that you've used that, that has helped?
3: Oh, just a few here. Um, we love Seeds Family Worship. Yeah. Um, it's a, a scripture so- songs that are based completely on scripture. Uh, I heard one pastor say that that. Uh, that music is like portable theology. And we have really bought into that. The idea that that's how they can learn theology and how to carry it with them is through memorizing scripture via songs. song. So Seeds Family Worship. Uh, we found a couple of good rhyme Bibles. When the kids were really little, we'd do rhyming Bibles with them. The kids, yeah. it would help them engage super young. Um, I really recommend Vodi Bauckham's book, Family Driven Faith. It's kind of a comprehensive view of how to raise, raise up children with intentionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Operation World, we've used it in Downline for many years, but it's a prayer guide for other countries. Uh, I think kind of helps get outside of ourself. And then um, a series of books called Then Sings My Soul, uh, where it's uh, the hymn on one side and the story of how the hymn came about on the other side. And so you can sort of use it as a family hymnal, but also share stories of how we've sang, sang these songs together with other believers for sometimes hundreds of years. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, besides a rock,
0: <laughs> I'm never understand. gonna live this yes. down. <laughs> yes, or, or a sponge. Oh goodness. Okay, here we go. So what what, uh, what 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 would y'all use? Emily, throw it. Y'all throw something out there.
1: Well, I was gonna say it doesn't have to be anything that you go buy. You yeah. know, the U version on your phone um, is a great resource. That's what we've been using recently. They have great bibles you know um things for families and we've been that's what we've been doing we also ha- um do like a morning devotional while the kids are eating breakfast just yeah. a real quick um right now it's it's Rick Warren
2: it's
0: a purpose driven life that's what yeah, is. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: So one of the things that we did when our kids was smaller, we used a Jesus storybook Bible mm-hmm. uh, and it just really points back and uh, really just shows where scripture uh, reveals who Jesus is and, and that he's he's eternal, that he's a part of the whole scripture. And uh, we, we've we loved that. We even got the audio version of those stories just to s- switch it up and play that. So it's not dad reading it all the time or mom, you know, oh, let's listen to this story and push play. And then- they, Yeah, they
1: love that. Yeah,
0: yes. they, they like it a lot. Okay. Last question. Okay. We're going to wrap it up right here. Really, if, if somebody really wanted to get started doing this with with their children, maybe uh, grandchildren, because we have a lot of grandparents that are really some of the lead disciples of you know of their their grandchildren. Uh, so, what are some practical steps that we can start with,
3: Danny? Take it away. I think the first thing I would do is sit down, um, you know, with either a mentor or a spouse, um, and and think through what is our vision. I'd say so, and sit down and take an hour, use a date night or something to do this and and start actually thinking through what types of things do, do our kids need to know? What kinds of things do we hope that they love? So you're yeah. thinking about their head, heart and hands, so to speak, but like what kind of things do we foster in their hearts and what can they do you know, while they're with us? What are the things we want them to be able to do by the time we're done? So if you start with that kind of visioning, and then I think start thinking about what are we gonna to have to do on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis to get there. I think that'll help you start to to establish some good rhythms right out of the gate. Awesome, good.
1: I would say start serving together. Um, that's part of our family worship night is we we pick one of our family members that are out of town or someone in our community um, to serve. And even if that's just sending them a, a handwritten note, mm-hmm. um, teaching our kids how to do that. But you, once they start doing things for others, that's, yeah. um, it just shows them Jesus really, um, so.
2: I just, I just think you, like Danny said, you have to like plan this. You have to know yes. that you have to be intentional about yeah. it and you have to know like, you have to know that hey, sometimes it might not work out great and don't let that ruin it. Just get right back up. If you used to do it, restart it. And just um, first thing I do, I would just sit down with your spouse and pray. Yeah. I mean, ask God where you want this to go. I mean, let him be the leader. I mean, let him, you pour out your love through, with, through him yeah. um, to your kids and let the kids see you're authentic in the whole thing.
1: We also tried because our oldest, he's kind of, you know, he's 15 as well. And um, so one time Chris said, well, why don't you lead it? Why don't you research something and you lead it? He had the best time. He, um, it was a great, that was great. Good job, babe. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. That put the, put the ownership on him and we all listened to him.
0: That's awesome. That's good. Well, you guys uh, shared uh, some great wisdom and uh, thank you guys for, everybody. Danny, uh, thank you for joining us from Little Rock. Um, Chris and Emily, thank every, all of you for uh, really modeling this. Uh, as the church, we need to be more active in this in our homes. And uh, strong homes make strong churches. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer of that. And uh, your worship daily reflects your worship on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I want to just say thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, we want to thank you guys, the the listeners, subscribers. Thank you for uh, listening to the Empowering Quip uh, podcast. And uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon.